Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, it's Bob Pickett. Thanks for joining us for this Bobcast. Right now, we have got radio legend. And I'm going to say radio legend, even though he's rolling his eyes right now. Gil Garcia. How you doing, Gil? Bob, I'm doing fine. How are you? <laughs> You're using your best radio voice yes. right now, aren't you? Testing one, two, three. <laughs> okay. Now, Gail has been a, a legend in radio in Austin for many, many years. How long has it been since you've been in front of a mic? Last week, probably. Well, no, <laughs> really. Shows, Seriously. Uh, oh, in front of a mic, many years, 25, 30 years, something like that. So it's been 25 years since you've been in front of a microphone before? Well, I, yeah, full time. Most of the time it's just interviews, I guess. I've done that before, you know, here and there, but... But you were a legend when it came to to pop rock radio back in Austin. It was back everything in the from 70s, classical, right? classical music, country, rock and roll. I was a PD. I was a news director. I was an owner of a station. I've done just about everything. So how long have you been in broadcasting? How many years? 53, 54 years. My goodness, really? Yeah. Really? Uh, there's several things I can tell you about the past. I came up here to work for President Johnson. and Which Mrs. I understand Johnson. you actually, okay, now this is a story I do want to get on tape verify yeah that when you came up here to interview president johnson and lady bird actually personally interviewed you that's correct tell me that story please because i want to get this on tape well i actually came up to austin to get out of radio <laughs> and i was going to get into microwave but i couldn't find any jobs in microwave with at&t so i started hitting all the radio and television stations what year was this this is back in 1970 Okay. 1970. Was Johnson still president at the time? Yeah, it was KDBC, AM and FM. Uh-huh. Those are the stations. And President Johnson, no, actually, it was right after he, he was retiring from being president. Okay. And what happened was uh, I came up here and um, a man named um, Cal Good uh, gave me the opportunity to go ahead and um, well, actually interview at this station called KDBC. I knew nothing about KDBC. Which, if you're in Austin, that's, that's Channel 7. Yeah, Channel 7. But I at, knew at nothing the time about the station. Nothing. Too. Right. I applied, and I briefly talked to him. It was maybe about 15 minutes, and went home. Got home, my mother said, you must be in trouble. The FBI's investigating you. Are you in the drugs or something? I said, no, I, I don't think I am. And the teachers, my old teachers from Corpus Christi, that's where I came from, were saying the same thing. We're mm-hmm. getting these FBI people to investigate you. What have you done? I'm going, I have no idea. And then I got a call from Jesse Kellum, who is the general manager of KDBC. And he says, Mr. Garcia, we want you to come up and uh, we'd like to have you as our new chief engineer of this radio station, AM and FM, uh, KDBC, which would later be called KLBJ. And I was actually the first chief engineer of KLBJ, AM and FM. Now, at the time, did you know that President Johnson owned the no, station? I no, did idea. Not. So I had no idea. idea anything about him at all. So I, I drive up here in my car and I go into the. Uh, the lobby and they escort me up to Jesse Kellum's office and I'm sitting in this room before his office where the secretary is and I see all these pictures of the Johnsons. I, this guy must love the Johnsons. He's got pictures of the LBJ and stuff and I'm like, that's kind of cool but why would he admire him? And that's what I thought. So I uh, go into his office and there's these two big chairs, high chairs. I didn't see the people were sitting behind these high chairs uh, in front of Jesse Kellum's desk and he said, ah, oh, Mr. Garcia. 
I want you to meet the owners of KDBC AM and FM. You'll be working for them. And Johnson stands up with Mrs. Johnson. I'm going like, I can't believe this. <laughs> the president of the United States. And, and that's how it all started. And I actually, I called my parents. They said, no, they can't. this can't be. I actually got to stay with the Johnsons at the ranch and all the amenities. I had several amenities. So there's a lot of stories I could tell you about the Johnsons. Okay, one other story before we talk about the reason why you're here. I want to know, <laughs> what was the deal between President Johnson and you with a dime? Were you always asking President yeah, Johnson Yeah, you know, it money? all started when we were at the Christmas party, and I was, I was tongue-tied about coming up to the president's table. And at the table was Jesse Kellum. That's when Cactus Pryor was up on the stage doing something because he was President Johnson's comedian. Anyway... Um, I was the table was Mrs. Johnson, President Johnson, Jesse Kellum, and some other people. And I came up and I was going to ask, say, how are you? And, and I couldn't bring out the words. So I asked him for a quarter. I said, uh, Mr. President, do you, do you have a quarter? And he looked at me and Jesse Kellum looked, what the heck is it? <laughs> sure, I got one. He pulled one out, he gave me a quarter. Because Johnson used to give dimes, shiny dimes to kids and everybody. But he, I gave him a quarter. He gave me a quarter. So I kept the quarter. And after that time, when I would meet uh, the governor, it all got around that uh, and it, Dolph Briscoe, Mark White, all these governors would give me a quarter. Because Johnson had told him the yeah, story. Yeah, so apparently I got quarters from every one of them, so I kept all the quarters <laughs> and stuff. But that's one of the stories. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let me tell you, Gil is full of stories, and one of these days you got a promise to write a book about that, right? Oh, my son is going to write my story. He's going to write okay. my book. He's, he wants me to go ahead and sit down and write the story of real, real radio and how radio was back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and you know up to date. Well, you could imagine, you, you said earlier you've been in the broadcast industry for like 53, 53 years. Yeah, I met a lot of people. I've met yeah. a lot of people, and have a, a extensive background of radio itself. Yeah, it's very interesting stories. But the story that we're getting to today is about a year ago, you published your first book. That's correct. And I was honored enough to, to be on the audio portion y yes, of the book. Yes, it, which is actually at Amazon, and it's uh, it's it's actually on audio play, Kindle. Uh, you can go to the website, thelovingchristmasstall.com, look at the book, and it directs you to other locations where you can buy the book. If you're in Austin, Texas now, you're lucky enough. Every Christmas, they feature the book at Book People down on uh, 6th and, and Lamar. And mm -hmm. in fact, it was being <laughs> during that Hillary Clinton was in for a signing, and one of the friends said, I'm going to go up and get a book from Hillary. And I said, Well, can you get one of my books? What do you mean, your books? I said, Yes, The Loving Christmas Doll. <laughs> oh, wow. So they went down and bought my book down there, too. Now, the, the book is about, uh, it, it, we could sum it up, it, it's family values, but it's set back in it's Lockhart, in, Texas in what year? In the 50s. It's mm -hmm. in the 50s. Uh, if you remember in the past, what's important is, is people. And I wrote this book because I wanted people to understand in life, the most important thing in life is not money, it's happiness, and it's people. And people have a respect for each other. They have morals. But people make mistakes. They tell lies. They get greedy. This book is a lot about that. And it's actually based on a lot of the people I knew in my life that were exactly like the people in this book. Lockhart was taken as the place because I'm from Lockhart. And there is a place in Lockhart where it had some of these things you'll see in pictures of, the, of how this was brought together and the people that were there. And it actually is a story based on and I, uh, of a little girl who apparently... Her parents moved to Lockhart because her father wanted to find a job after the war. And there was only one large place in town where they could actually work to find work, and that was the shoe factory, owned by a son who came back from the war. When his father was ill, he 
was dying, and he gave it to his son to go ahead and continue with the understanding that the most important thing in the shoe factory were the employees and the people because they made the quality shoes that actually made them that successful. But somewhere along the way, people forget that, and they think they want to become greedy, and that's what this has to do with. But at the same time that's going on, the poorest uh, family in town with this little girl uh, were going around toward Christmas time trying to think of things to give her, etc. And there was a shoemaker. Uh, no, excuse me. There was toy a, maker. a toy maker. Adolf Polaire came from Belgium, who actually, uh, he had his wife also, and they were going through tough times. And when they were younger in Lockhart, Texas, he made toys for children. And he also made this beautiful Christmas doll, thinking that he would have a child also. But they never did have one. Later on, his wife passed away, and he forgot about everything. The doll was not finished. He brought this hat box down, opened up the hat box, and here was a beautiful letter from his wife with the unfinished doll. So he cried so much that he wanted to finish the doll, brought it close to his wife, that he continued to work on the doll up until the time he was retiring, and he had to sell the doll. So he put it in the toy store, and that's where this all takes place. A little girl comes up to this toy store window, poor, sees this doll, and falls in love with this doll. Now, don't give away the plot now. I don't want to give away the plot, but it's the Loving Christmas Doll. Yeah, that's where it gets the title, The Loving Christmas Doll. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great story. Yes. And but there is a battle. There is a court battle oh, yeah, over this doll. And there's a lot said in this doll. And you've, you've read the book. You've actually narrated the book. You know about the, the book, etc. And uh, it does show a lot of things in life that people actually do. It shows that people can be respectful to others. People can lie. It shows the two sections of the rich and the poor in this town. And that actually took place in the 50s, and it's taking place today. But I want people to look at this book. It's almost like It's a Wonderful Life. It reminds me a little bit of this book. But it has some, some beautiful sections on it. One woman who read it in, uh, in, in Houston uh, cried through different sections of it. But it has kind of a semi-happy ending to it. That's all I can tell you about it. It's well worth getting to give to wives, uh, husbands, children but it's a long book it's uh, close to 300 pages but it's a book that's set for christmas because it brings back the spirit of christmas and what christmas is all about mm -hmm. and that's the story of the living christmas doll very beautiful book now uh, i would of course as we mentioned I, I was able to narrate the book for you yes wouldn't you love to see this either tv or oh as a movie film? yeah yeah I, I would and i if it doesn't happen in my lifetime i know it's going to happen you're going to see this thing and it's going to be on a Hallmark Channel or It's, it's almost or like someplace. a Hallmark Channel movie. It's almost what yeah. it's like. Uh, the, some of these books are being sent to different people. And uh, uh, I sent a book to Reba McIntyre. I don't know if she ever got it or not, but I wanted her to look at it because she could be playing one of the characters I saw yeah. in this book. And I don't know if she'll ever get this. If she does hear about this, she needs to say, Gil, I didn't get this book. Somebody else got it from me because I, I sent it to her. Let me have the book and let me look at this thing. It's a, it's a great book, and again, where can where can people find it? Uh, you Amazon. Can, it's on Amazon. It's on Kindle. The the uh, audio portion I know is on iTunes. Yeah, uh, and of course you can go to thelovingchristmasdoll.com, and it'll uh, actually send you to different sections where you can find this book on Amazon and Kindle in different places. Or if you're in Austin, you can actually call or you can go down to there and ask for the Loving Christmas Doll. It's featured every year during Christmas time at. Peep, uh, book people, book people on Sixth uh, and Lamar. How long has this idea been uh, been around? I mean, how long did it take you to think about it oh, before like, I actually started it, writing? It happened. It was about ten years ago. I started writing this book, and it came one time when 
we had problems here, and I heard people were having problems at the companies. They were letting go of several people during the 2008 era. All mm-hmm. these things were going on. Right. And I said, you know, we're forgetting this. We're forgetting about the most important thing when you're letting go of these good people. Values. Is values. And that's where this book came from. A good and, lesson. Uh, the book is full of good lessons. Yes. And it's great uh, for Christmas. It's yeah. something to put in the stocking for Christmas for anybody that wants to see. You'll never go wrong with this thing, and you'll have it in there. Uh, and it's bring it out and, and read it and pass it on to somebody else. It's and a tell, great tell people about it, too. It, it really is beautiful. And uh, thank you very much. And I hope that your dream comes true with this thing being translated. Uh, thank you very much, To Bob. TV or film. And thank you for uh, having the time. One other thing I'd mention yeah. uh, is uh, if they have any problems or they can't get a hold of the book or something, get a hold of you. Because I, I, I know you. Yeah, yeah. And maybe and we'll tell you some more President Johnson stories, too. Pretty Sure. Cool. I'll be glad if anybody brings me a book, I'll also sign it for it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gil, and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas, Bob. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.